Did you know that Bill Simmons famously has a, uh, not really a segment, but sort of a an idea on his show where he talks about sliding door moments within professional sports, notably the NBA. No. Talks about the little things that teams did or could have done okay. to affect big change. And that's about Gwyneth. Like they could have got like a nicer, like nice haircut instead of having flat. Different haircut. Certain limp. <laughs> Mousy brown hair that makes you look like a hideous troll. Horsey, uh, <laughs> attractive in a horsey British way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not my words. Yeah. She's quite pretty in a British horsey sort of way, isn't she? Those are That's Lady fucking Godiva's words. And yeah. I guess we could just like dive right in. Yeah. Now that we're talking about some of the characters and okay. their names. Yeah. To our sort of intro segment each episode. Hello, welcome. This is Strange Bedfellows. It's a uh, podcast where we read romance books. Yeah. And then sometimes we watch movies, except now we just watch movies. Yeah. Except sometimes that's recently we've been reading some romance books. Except sometimes we read romance books. Yeah. <laughs> so we always keep you guessing. That's yeah. our goal. And that's our sliding door moment. And that's our sliding door moment. Yeah. yeah. Shit. I got a haircut yesterday. And thanks yeah, for noticing. Like By the way, thanks for noticing. But yeah. does that mean that I've had a sliding door moment? Probably. I think every single moment. No. I'm about to give you a theory that's the opposite of that. I think every single haircut. When you get it, you know how in the Matrix when you see a cat twice or something, it means that when you have deja vu, that means that they've changed something in the Matrix? Yeah. In our world, whenever you get a haircut, it's because you're having a like you're bifurcating you've had a sliding door moment. And it's so that the people who are watching can tell the difference between haircut you and not haircut you. On my old team at our old job, I used to say to them every day as we were leaving, goodbye everyone, like have a safe trip home. I hope to see you tomorrow. That's nice. And everyone would always be like, what do you mean? It's <laughs> like, well, you never know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a meteor, a meteorite could literally like come out of the sky and slam into you and vaporize you immediately. Yeah. And there's nothing you could do about it. And maybe did. So I think I was like, I think I was preventing a lot of sliding door moments by sort of like compelling the universe to return this person to me the next day. Can you do that? In this time. Here's a decision we have to make. Yeah. Okay. Jack. Good. Yeah. It's a not, to, door not to change the subject at a breakneck. That's fine. I'm following you. Speaking. Don't worry about it. I feel their call and I feel them. I feel the urge. I feel him inside of me. Yeah. I can feel him too a little bit. <laughs> wanting to come out. Yeah. But I'm worried that Time Cop Elmer yeah. is not the right situation for a sliding doors moment. And I'm worried that we have to come up with a new sort of like framework. <laughs> oh, <here>. okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to I don't want to like different... I don't want to tell I don't want to show like the sex bugs and the Yeah, um, it's like a quantum Yeah. We need like a quantum leaper to help us deal with sliding door type movies. And our time cops go only in time travel movies and apparently dirty dancing. I guess it's that's a traveling <laughs> Go back, back to in the past. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should say at least Which this movie was set in nineteen ninety-eight. I guess Jeff and Elmer time cops could go back yeah. to like maybe they're gonna try to fix this like fractured timeline. I felt that, the call that of them goop has created. Yeah, and I think I saw one of them. But we'll cross that bridge when we have to. We should say we said what we are and we should say it's sliding doors today. Oh, sorry. What? 
My recorder didn't pick up any of that. Great. Back now, though. Sorry about the audio there, everyone. Um, It was a sliding door moment, actually. Yeah. Yeah. As we were starting the podcast, I kind of made a small choice to kind of follow through on a Matrix joke. Okay, yes. Accusing you of being a misogynist. Right, Um, yes. And instead of hitting play on my recorder, I did that. You've texted me, let's see, because I've got the log here. You texted me, Trinity voice, I'm in. And then you texted me, I bet you thought it was Neo, didn't you? And now I realize yeah. that, that that's because like I would have expect I was expecting the man, of course. And then you chose to do that instead of hitting record on your um the recorder. Great, awesome, great. It's you, a little choice. Yeah. yeah, perfect. That's and great. what it, it what it did was it made the first <laughs> um I don't know, five minutes of the audio my audio pretty hard to listen to. It's nicer when it happens this way, I think. And I can't speak from the, for the user, but when you don't notice really Ed, that it's bad until it's good and then you're like, "Oh shit, that is better." It's Whoa. what sucks yeah. is the other these way. These guys around. are fucking pros. Yeah, these guys are pros. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> we should say it's sliding doors with a uh, goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop and uh some other folks. Should we do our hit segment that's called Dramatis Personae, and it's let's do it where we say who's in it. Of course, it's Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Who could forget? Sarah and I had an argument. Uh, argument is um, a wrong way of describing it. It was more me saying something and her not vociferously enough agreeing with it. But I'll and call it an argument. Into a fight. What was the what was the topic? I claim that Gwyneth Paltrow's accent in this film is not quite right. You know, people say that about your British accent, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that's partially why I don't Which is do probably it true, yeah. because you you conceal it under a, a disgusting American accent. Yeah. And have done so for many decades now. Um, so it's going to be a little rusty. You don't think that's true of Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, too? I don't think she's British. She's an American. She's an American. What? Right. What? Yeah, she's American. Yeah, guess what? She's American. It's her. Why did she marry Chris Martin, then? Yeah, that's a very British thing to do. It's one of the, the most British things you could do are one, having a cup of tea, two, getting in a queue, three, marrying Chris Martin from Coldplay. And those, if you do all three or any of those three wow. things, you've got to be British. She's just born in LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just assumed she was British. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just got it. She's got that vibe to her, you know, sometimes. Yeah. I think she did a fine job okay. of doing a British well, accent. Well, now you, and you, you know are what? having an argument. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to declare this too early, but I, I'm starting to feel confident about it. Yeah, I don't understand Gwyneth Paltrow, modern Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't understand Goop. I don't yeah. understand vibes like Gwen, and I don't get the Gwyneth Paltrow Goop lifestyle industry. Right. But yeah, having now seen two yeah Gwyneth Paltrow romance vehicles yeah. I think she's absolutely enchanting. And yeah. if I had seen these in 1998 when they first came out, maybe I'd be like a big goop head right now. She's an enchantress. I'm becoming a goop head just from watching it again. Thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's good. I don't know. She's I, enchanting. Like, I guess I need to get the attention of like one of their recruiters or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested if any of you is a goop head. Yeah, that's good. I like her. I like Gwyneth Paltrow. How about that? I like Gwyneth Paltrow. And I liked this movie, and I liked her in it, and I liked That's good. Shakespeare in Love, and I liked her in that, too. Yeah. And I'm, I'm starting to see a pattern. You can take that to the bank, people. 
We love Gwyneth. We're world goop heads over here. Maybe she's like sort of quietly snuck into number two behind Meg. Meg, yes, we love Meg, and we've kind of we've shied away from Meg lately because we did a lot of Meg early on. But I do think we should do Joe versus the volcano. Let's say who else is in the film. Okay, um, Lady Fucking Godiva. Lady Godiva is in this one. Lady Fucking Godiva. Who says that? Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop. She says, "I'm just I'm not Lady Fucking Godiva." I come home and catch you up to your nuts in Lady Shagging Godiva. She says something about the woman that. Her universe one boyfriend yeah. is cheating on her. Or no, I guess universe one and oh, two boyfriends. Are Lady Godiva. Well, so that one's complicated. That's Gene Triplehorn from Waterworld, but I think her name yep. in the movie is Elton John. <laughs> okay, because I understand. There's an important scene in the film where uh, one of the Gwyneths. There's two in this. Uh, one of the Gwyneths comes home and finds her boyfriend um, having sexual relations with uh, Gene Triplehorn from Waterworld. And they're listening to yeah. Rocket Man, I think. And then Gwyneth, once Gwyneth gets their attention, what she says to him is... I didn't think you liked Elton John. And then he says, I do, I do sometimes. Oh. I do sometimes, yeah. yeah. So I think that must be her name in the film. Well, later on, she said, I come home to catch you up to your nuts in Lady Shagging Godiva. Oh, okay. And I think shagging is British for fucking. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I guess maybe you know what it is. An it's a movie about like alternate universes. So I mean, one of the of course. universes, of course, like of course, she was called Lady Shagging Godiva, and the other one she's called Elton John. You're talking to fucking Elmer. Yeah. What was my last name? Like it's been too Beam yeah. Beam Raider. I can't remember, man. <laughs> Time cop here. You yeah. don't have to explain. The multiverse yeah. theory to me, Jack. Well, I, I know all about it. I need to. Here's the thing about the multiverse in this movie. This movie is about two different timelines, and they're subtly different, but the consequences of both are the exact same, and there's it doesn't seem like there's much she can do to prevent it. Well, kind of. I have a. I want to talk to you about this. Do you want to talk about the multiverse? Do you want to just get into it's it? It's like in game design when you like... Oh, you yeah. need players to follow like a track, but you want them to feel like they have some kind of choice. So yeah. like you put these splits in the path that all lead back to the next like milestone. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The wizard sends you on a boat and you end up at the treasure chest in the dungeon. Or you could ride the dragon there, but it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will say something quickly about So the it's not sliding doors at all. It's it's we've been railroaded. Listen, here. I want to run a theory by you. This is serious. It's not even a theory. Sorry. This is serious. Uh, Go ahead. Sarah and I had this conversation after the film, and I think it's true. In 1998 or 99 or whenever it was that we all watched Sliding Doors, because I did. 98. I did. I rented yeah. it from Blockbuster. I watched it in college. Oh, maybe it was 99 then. Maybe yeah. you watched it the next year. Yeah. It's a different world. The, we, the movie hits different. I think the way you're supposed to see this movie, for people who haven't seen Sliding Doors, there's um, it's a Sliding Doors moment. She misses a train, and then one of the Gwyneths gets on the train and uh, catches her boyfriend sleeping with, uh, um, what's her name? Elton, Elton John. John. And uh, the other Gwyneth doesn't, and what happens to the two Gwyneths? In the old days, that would hit different. Like, in the old days, the way you would see that movie is that you would see, there's only really one Gwyneth, and it's the mousy-haired Gwyneth who doesn't catch her boyfriend. What do you mean in the old days? You mean in like the in 1930s nineteen ninety nine like... specifically? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, because in nineteen ninety nine they gave us this movie. Right. So it, when you saw this movie, 
1999. Don't make this difficult for me. It's a difficult concept to sorry, learn. Sorry, sorry, sorry. In 1999, when you saw this movie, at the end of the movie, where one of the Gwyneths dies, the good haircut, good hair Gwyneth dies, you would be like, oh, good hair Gwyneth was just like a vision of what might have happened. The real timeline, the only thing that actually happened really is mousy hair Gwyneth, and this is the story that I've watched. Therefore, it's a romance with a happy ending. Since then, we've been so fucking inundated with multiverse shit that you see this as a multiverse movie with two two Gwyneths and one had a bad time and the other had a good time. Yeah, and you see like the good ending and the bad ending. Right, but that's not how the movie is like actually framed or it's not how it hit in 99. Does that make sense? The movie's confusing because yeah. it wants you to think that there's some kind of like, that this is like conical, you know, that these these timelines are swirling one another, like around one another towards like a point, and that point is going to be the climax of the movie. Yeah, but it's not. No. They're in parallel, and they're in parallel from the the moment the movie splits to the end of the movie. And one is just a good version of Goop's life. Yeah, and one is a bad version but, of Goop's life. Yeah, but in the good version, she gets hit by a fucking truck, <laughs> <laughs> but lives. Yeah, no, in the good version. She gets hit when she's having a nice life. She gets hit by a truck at the end, and when she's having oh, right. a bad yes, life, of course, she also gets hit by a truck, but like lives. <laughs> and but then that we becomes think maybe good for life. a brighter future. Let's say the movie yeah. just real fast, so that we can talk about this slightly more confidently. Okay, let's go. So Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop's in it. Yeah, she plays Gwyneth Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Yeah, with yeah. a British accent. Kind of. The movie starts with her getting fired. She can't quite decide like where she's from in England. <laughs> For two different reasons. Yeah. Look who's talking. Um, <laughs> For two different reasons. Yeah. One, she was late. She was late. And two, she drank all the vodka. Oh, and three, internalized misogyny at the... Well, that's implied in both yeah. scenarios. Yeah. The fucking um, They've been looking for a way to like get her out. Yeah. And they finally found it. Yeah. So then she's headed home because she's already fired. Right. That's just, that's like scene one. Yeah. Act one, scene one. Yeah. We forgot to finish the dramatis personae, but we got everyone who's important. The other guy who's in it is um, the clock stopper from um, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yeah. He says, stop all the clocks. That guy's in it. Yeah. I think um, he's the handsome boyfriend. The handsome boyfriend or the funny boyfriend? When you say funny, do you mean and the which guy one do you Monty think is? <laughs> well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's the guy who I think maybe wrote and directed this movie. Oh, really? Okay. The nice boyfriend. The nice one. The boyfriend who's not cheating on her with Elton John. Okay. Yes. Which I guess is the, maybe the easiest way to. That's to the easiest way to say it, and an, another easy way to say it is he's the guy who stops all the clocks in four weddings and a funeral. Now you know who it is. Yes. Okay. But that is the one who is cheating on her with no Elton John. He's not. Okay, God, you're see the it falls apart under any kind of scrutiny. <laughs> Your system. The anyway, what is happens on the way down? Both Gwyneths meet uh, the clock stopper in the elevator. Yes, he grabs her earring, right, and then gives it to her, and, and then they, says like, like some absolutely fucking inane shit. Then she's rushing to catch the train, and a girl with a dolly, a little dolly, a little cute little doll is mm. um, walking up the stairs. And in one version of the timeline, she the doll inhibits Gwyneth from getting to the train quickly enough. And in another version of the timeline, the mother snatches the child away just in time and the doll does not inhibit Gwyneth from getting to the train and the fabled sliding doors indeed do open for her in that scenario. Thenceforward, we have two Gwyneths, one of whom 
is in this loveless relationship where her boyfriend is cheating on her with Elton John and she does not. But hilariously trying to find a way out. Hilariously of it. trying to find, find a way out of and it. And he's got this friend who like, if we had, if we weren't introduced into the like dark multiverse, yeah. we would have never met his friend. No. Who's the shining light in this movie. Yeah. He's just like, la- spends the whole time at the pub laughing at how bad this guy is <laughs> at having an affair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is funny. It's not funny, actually, Russell. Oh, no. I'm sorry, old man. I beg to differ. It is funny. It's very, very, very funny. I look at you. It's not as though you're rushing frantically about the place trying to find her. I went to Anna's. She wasn't there. Oh, you went to Anna's. Boy, you're a one-man SAS crack unit. Um, And then, uh, fortunately, the Gwyneth who misses the train gets a really nice haircut. And then we have good hair Gwyneth and... I don't know why you love this haircut so much. Flat hair Gwyneth. Tell me... Which haircut is better? I like the dark hair Gwyneth okay, better. Fine, <laughs> you like. Them. I think it's a nice change of pace <laughs> from the blonde goop I'm used to okay. from the last. Well, twenty. We're years. calling her good hair Gwyneth, and good hair Gwyneth strikes up relationship with the man she met in the elevator, and they fall in love. But she does get hit by a truck and dies, and then bad hair Gwyneth doesn't find out about the affair until the end, when she does find out about the affair, and she gets hit by a truck and doesn't die. But in the process of not dying, she does meet up with the clock stopper from four weddings and a funeral, and maybe it's hinted that they'll strike up a relationship after all, and, and that will be a happily ever after. Yeah, and Jack missed the whole part where she, he is caught uh, kissing another woman at the hospital, and she's like, oh shit, like who it's ancillary. It's And he's like, it was my wife, but, and but we're, we're separated. Yeah. I feel like we owe it to our listeners to do some due diligence and eliminate I've isolated four possibilities for how this movie is actually supposed to be working that's not the obvious one, which is like it's sliding doors and it's like either a parallel universe or just us looking at two different potential outcomes for how a life can go. Yeah, which is just bad filmmaking. Like pick a fucking story. Pick a story. He's like, I wrote two versions of the story. Which one do you like? And someone's like, I guess we could just do both. Well, in most of my scenarios that I've diligently written down, it is that. And you will owe the director an apology. So I think we owe it to our listeners to either eliminate these possibilities or decide that that is actually the movie. Possibility number one. Okay. This is actually a film that is about two sets of twins. Oh, interesting. Huh. I think that's totally plausible. Thinking about the implications (laughs) with the men, and I'm wondering if it's actually a movie about three sets of twins. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because the friend, the funny friend is in it as well. Oh, so four sets of twins. Well, no. Because I'm thinking about the two love interests. Yeah, Elton John. No, 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 the men. Yes, the men. Right. When they didn't, they didn't tr- oh, yes. treat the two. No, so it's got to be three sets of twins. So it's got to be four sets of twins. Yeah. I think. Okay, so, a friend. But that's plausible. I think that holds who's, up. who's the other shining light in this movie? By the way, the two funny friends are the only. The two funny two friends good. are. Funny. Well, no, sorry, this movie wasn't bad. I don't know why I said it's the only good part. It's a good movie. I have a theory that the writer of this movie is really good at writing movies, but doesn't know how jokes work or how to be funny and so there are a bunch he's so good at writing movies that he like will get to a part where he's like oh this is the part where she sits next to the love interest on the train i need funny dialogue here to show that this guy is charming and then unfortunately his one weak spot is he literally has no idea what is funny or not (laughs) well and that can i do a quick segment while we're here yeah (laughs) while we're talking about this yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I'll need I guess I need a little help workshopping it because it's whatever the opposite of a hashtag swoon is yeah 
like a hashtag like yuck <laughs> yeah like hashtag so long you know <laughs> so i say hashtag so long yeah. to this guy who's supposed to be like the charming one yeah like the good guy the clock stopper from four weddings the clock the stopper yeah yeah you know what i'm talking about right he reads that poem i think it's by auden or about auden i can't remember it's very sad because it's, it's spoilers for four weddings and a funeral but his husband dies yeah i'll have to let you know when i see four weddings and a funeral okay. um but <laughs> next week it sounds like he one of the is charming movies. and funny and is like has this like cool group of friends and they yeah. all like sit around and like make jokes together and the issue is um he really loves quoting Monty Python. He loves quoting he Monty just Python. Absolutely and fucking like loves they it. have a scene that's showing like how Gwyneth's life could be if she's not it's like with a ten her minute scene. dumb boyfriend. And it's like just her. It's like a montage. It's literally a montage of her like having a very good time at a restaurant. And the good time at the restaurant entirely consists of this guy quoting with voices and all verbatim the entire fucking nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition sketch. And everyone like, yeah. you can tell this is a movie about an alternate universe because everyone, all these charming people around him are like, <laughs> Sarah also got mad at me in this moment because I made this point. She was like, Monty Python is funny. That sketch is funny. I was like, yeah, I know it's funny. I think it's great, but it's not funny. And I think as a guy, you have to be super aware of this. It's not funny to do, like, every dude who discovered Monty Python in like the seventh grade came to school and like quoted the entire Spanish Inquisition sketch <laughs> and learned the fucking hard way that like, it's not cool to do that. It's not cool to do it, and it's not cool to put it in your movie. It's, and also, yeah. I hate to be contrarian, but there's some things that I just don't like, and I don't like Monty Python. Okay, well, that's wrong. And I'm sorry about that's that. That's incorrect. But That's stupid. That's a bad take. <laughs> this guy sends out, um, you just want to like him, and then it's all like bad Monty Python. Well, quotes. and also, um, like, the first... So, hashtag so long to this And guy. hashtag so long, like, the first time they meet after the elevator, they're sitting on the train, and he, like... Some dude is like singing, I think it's Jeff, by the way, or Elmer, is singing um, like a Beatles song, I think, uh, over his headphones on the train. And this dude has like a whole bit where he's like, I didn't get it because I wasn't really paying attention. Like, uh, I was looking at Twitter, honestly, during this moment. But he has a whole bit yeah. that's like where he calls the Beatles the fetals instead of the Beatles because like fetus, I think. What if they're... They yeah, he's he's got this whole thing. Um <laughs> Where he's like, I can't take it no more. Oh, oh. Uh, Beatles lyrics, eh? What? Elastic thrombosis. They're guilty of lyric poaching. They're Beatles lyrics, aren't they? I don't know. Sorry. Of course you do, come on. Everyone is born knowing all the Beatles lyrics instinctively. They're passed into the fetus subconsciously, along with all the amniotic stuff. Fact, they should be called the fetals. And it takes like it takes like forty five seconds to tell the joke. Yeah. It goes nowhere. It's it's said to like a blank faced goop. Yeah. But this who is like, like doesn't react. So now let me put you back in my scenario. You're the direct the incredibly competent writer director of this movie, which like goes great and is a fantastic film. But like you get to the point in your script, your outline that's like, okay, now my hero, my leading man has to say something charming and witty 
to like win over Gwyneth and our audience. Does like a and then uh, the mistakes. The mistake you make is you're like, oh, I can do it myself. <laughs> I'll just write it. <laughs> what if the Beatles were the Beatles? <laughs> Instead of bringing in yeah. outside help to write that, you know, <laughs> he doesn't need it. He doesn't need help. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear my second theory for um wh- what? This yeah, movie please. Could so. Four sets of twins yeah. is theory number one. And I think that's undisprovable. And in fact, like that makes more sense because we don't know for sure that there's alternate universes. We're pretty sure, but we don't know for sure. We do know for sure that there's there are situations where many sets of twins interact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be, it's, it's like, like a four weddings at a funeral type Twin conferences. Movie. It's a movie about like a bunch of different couples who all happen to be twins. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, it can happen. It can happen. Like statistically. Yeah. At no point in the movie does anyone say, "I don't have a twin." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if I was doing the alternate universe version of this, I would have that in the script for sure. None of us. Yeah, have it's called twins. exposition. It, just, it takes and, one second. Yeah, none of us have twins, and I think we should maybe start saying that at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, or at least episodes where we suspect there's twins. Sarah pointed out that this film invented uh, sex position before uh, Game of Thrones. I didn't know about, se- not sex positions. That's what I thought she said. I was like, I don't think this film invented sex positions, Sarah. I think the Greeks did that. <laughs> but but um, apparently that's a thing that came, a word that came up when Game of Thrones happened, where they'll be like, we have to like, just get a bunch of like boring like information to the viewers, so we'll have it done during a sexual encounter. But that happens oh, in Oh, interesting. Where Elton John and um, Bad cheating boyfriend do a lot of sex position i never figured out why we didn't make it jerry you went back to america remember i couldn't afford to bus first i came back though turned my back for three lousy years and you callously ditched me for another woman i'm not sure i'm interested in stating whether or not we are twins but i think that would just on this podcast yeah Yeah, we don't have to do it, but I think in the movie that would be a great moment just to have oh, oh, I just see. to have yes, someone okay. being like, "No, what I know is twi- a twin," and then that's it. Yeah, just in the you know the throes of passion. Damn it! Yeah, I wish I knew like, more oh, twins, man. and I'm not one. We're having sex, and it's like, <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I don't have a twin. The only, I guess, the only thing better than this would be if, if, if I had, had a, twin. a twin. Perfect, easy, easy, easily. And sold. then they're like, oh, but I don't have a twin. Yeah, but I don't, like, okay. and nor does anyone else. I know. I've never actually met a twin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There aren't twins in this world. That would be a way to <laughs> Not do in it. England. Man, this is yeah. really great, but the only thing that would be better would be if it were possible to have like an identical version of yourself, but in this narrative universe, that doesn't happen. It can't happen. Something to do with zygotes. But that's sort of that's a that's theory one A. Yeah. Because that's your your first theory is that yeah. it's So we were moving cool. on from that. Three sets of twins. Yeah, I've got four theories. So we haven't disproved that one. Here's my second theory. Limp hair, mousy hair Gwyneth is actually good hair Gwyneth porting back in time to replay her life after she dies in the truck accident. Huh, okay. So it's like a quantum leap back into yourself to fix it scenario. You're go- here's what I like about- Yeah, you get Here's it, right? what I like about that theory. Yeah. You're saying dark hair Gwyneth is reliving the last moments of her life in an effort to fix no. some mistake that ends with her getting no. hit by a truck. The timeline is this. Yes, kind of, yeah. Good hair Gwyneth is the first timeline. That's what happens chronologically. Her whole life happens. Then she gets hit by a truck. A thing that 
happens in this and universe dies. and she dies and in and the theory that the director is giving us is that when you die you get to go back in time and like fix one thing and make your life better and so mousy yeah. hair gwyneth has in this scenario has already lived the life of good hair gwyneth yeah. i think that's undisprovable too um so it's not even really I, about the fucking doors what's the doors got what's doors got to do with it I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember the the hole I had just poked in that one okay. uh, before you felt like explaining it to me again a second again. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's a habit I have. <laughs> um, but I can't remember, so it must be pretty sound. Yeah, I think that's okay. That's watertight. That's like a looper scenario. That's a looper scenario. Yeah, that's sort of. Yeah, without having to kill your your old sort of an inverted looper. Self. Let's yeah. call it an inverted looper. It's an I think inverted that makes looper. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we've got twins theory, we've got inverted looper theory. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. I think your inverted looper theory plays into what I sent you yesterday. What did you send me? Which is that the dark hair Gwyneth version of this movie. Yeah. Where she lives. Yeah. And it ends up happily ever after with Monty Python. Yeah. Is the movie that City of Angels should have been. And I think he is a guardian angel who has met her in this timeline to help her succeed in her mission to save her own life right so we can merge the inverse looper theory of sliding doors with your previously unknown to our listeners but known to me city of angels theory of so any of these theories could maybe go together in different ways but i think we should keep i think the city of angels theory is a good enough theory that we should say there are five alternate scenarios for what how okay, this movie okay. is supposed to be. But okay. you can also mix and match if you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So note that they fit together. Theory there are five theories it's now. Modular. Theory number 3 is the City of Angels. Tanner's City of Angels theory of sliding doors, which I think is apparent. Monty Python's actually a guardian angel who's yeah. come to save her life and then seduce her and be with her for the rest of Yeah. time. Yeah. Like in City of Angels. A lot like in City of Angels without the biking. But it's still, you know, it's yeah. all trucks. But there's there's still a truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> theory number four is the doll mage theory. The one thing that changes, everyone says it's the sliding. Quick okay, question. Yeah, please. Is the doll the mage? Um, I think in my mind the the like small person like controlling the doll is a doll mage. Okay. But I, you know, I'll have it any way you need it. But yeah. I think this one is apparent, but it's like the movie's called Sliding Doors, and that is quite clearly a red herring. Because Bill Simmons, the th- it's nothing to do with reference. The thing that happens that changes Gwyneth Paltrow's life is not the doors, but the girl with the doll. That's the thing that changes. It's not the doors that change. Sliding dolls. Sliding dolls. That's better. It's the sliding dolls theory. What they should have called it. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's the sliding dolls theory. I think the confusing part about doll mage is you don't know whether the doll's the mage or right. And I being controlled by the mage. I take so that I back. Cutting yeah. Cutting that. No, sliding dolls is the answer. And I'm realizing yeah. now. I think as a marketer, something you've probably immediately realized that the important thing about these theories is not that they be super coherent, but that they have good names. <laughs> yeah. And sliding dolls just absolutely rolls yeah. off the tongue. It's marketing. So yeah. what do we got? We got twins. We got quantum leap. What was the scenario? Oh yeah. Quantum leaping. Yeah. We've got city of angels and we've got sliding dolls. And then, so we have one more. Yeah. Finally, the, my final read of this movie is that the real sliding Dolls, excuse me. The real sliding doors story is not about Gwyneth at all, but it's about the cheating, uh, cheating boyfriend. 
he is sort of the centerpiece. It's like a Dante theory where he's in hell and he's doomed just to repeat his bad cheating life over. It's similar to the second theory. He's doomed to repeat his bad cheating life over and over in different ways. And we're just seeing how that plays out variously. Because he has yeah. a bad life. And it's kind of, it's a hell, it's like a Sisyphean. It's the Sisyphus theory of sliding doors. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. Can we rule any of these out? I don't think so. I think they're all fucking watertight. Yeah, I think I think it's too hard, and I think that's why the director and writer of this film, super competent person. Yeah, very good. Really good at their job. Yeah. Chose to just take the easy way and be like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm inventing a new thing. It's a grand unifying theory, and it's called sliding yeah, doors. Yeah, it's called sliding doors. They're twins. <laughs> they're looper, inverted loopers. Yeah, it's parallel universes, so all those theories are true in different universes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you put, um, I once read a thing that if you put an apple in, in a an indestructible box yeah. for all of eternity it would become every single thing it possibly could be and at one point it's just going to become an apple again okay you know yeah and that's the that's true of the all that's the true of this yeah it's in an this apple. movie too yeah okay and i think that's gwyneth paltrow's kid's name yeah apple holy god wow with chris martin wow just goes to show you that's now that's sliding doors that's sliding doors uh let's take a break okay <laughs> Do you want to do a segment? Yeah. Maybe we already have a name for this segment. We've definitely done it before. Okay. Um, but I'm calling to, I'm choosing to call it Burn Doctors. Burn Doctors. Okay, that's great. Yeah, I think we've done this before. Were we like uh, fix a burn? Yeah. Okay. At the, well, I just don't understand this burn. I'm wondering if there's a way we could like make it a little snappier. Yeah, call know? the burn unit. The burn doctors. A little more cutting. Burn. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make 49. The burn more yeah, we're going to make the more effective. burn more cutting. <laughs> yeah. 49-minute, 27-second mark. Mm -hmm. The boyfriend who is having sex with Elton John... From Waterworld. ...is an author. Yeah. He's writing a book. And his cover for for cheating on Elton John from Waterworld... No, no, cheating with Elton John from Waterworld on Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. ...is that he's going to the library to do research all the time. And it's important to the film that she's like... Her job is literally just working to support him while he like writes his great American novel that he's never going to finish. Oh, and Elton John's her boss. Elton John is her boss. The new job that she gets as a like yeah. courier after she's fired. The, she is having a fight. Elton John is having a fight with the guy who's having sex with Elton John. <sighs> yeah, I got it. And I got there. they're having a disagreement about the ending of his book. Yeah, and. She yells at him as sort of like a stinger at the end of an argument as she's leaving the scene. Mm -hmm. She turns around and yells, I just thought of a great finish for your book. The end. (laughs) And I guess I don't get it. What about, okay, I've got, can I make a pitch as a burn doctor? Yeah. I just thought of a great place for your book to end. In the fucking dumpster. That's, now that's good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Just a little tweak there, and that's good. Can I do it like a little bit more like sort of existential dread is like, I just thought of a great ending for your book. Okay, yeah. Forgotten by history. (laughs) That's good, too. Yeah, that's perfect. I think I know how your book is going to end up. That's how you start it. I think I know how your book's going to end up. Forgotten by history. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. I think we did it. Okay. I mean, I'm happy to, to to workshop this a little longer if you like. No, I don't. I don't think we need to. Yeah, I think we did it. God, they should have. I mean, we should just write our own. If, if this is all a movie has to be, is like yeah. 
a series of scenes that lets me like do puns and jokes and like Monty Python <laughs> quotes. Yeah. Well, then fucking sign me up. Yeah, I don't think we do the Monty Python quote. I think we get called in and be like, hey, I have this 10-minute scene to show that this guy's really funny and charming, and the whole scene is him quoting a Monty Python sketch with the voices and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Can you put something else in there instead that has the same effect? That's, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand the assignment. We'd be like, what, what do you the, mean? Do you want to have an argument sketch? <laughs> like the dead parrot one? <laughs> or whatever it is? Silly walks? What do you need from me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could like go into like the deep catalog, like the yeah. life of Brian. Yeah. Oh, to, oh you know, or even like the meaning of, of life. Well, yeah. The make is that what the Catholics. life of Brian is? No. Are the, is the life of Brian a real Monty Python thing? Yes, it is. I'm not. Listen, we're you and I are like a hundred percent. Well, no, we're eighty percent in alignment on this Monty Python idea. But the part where you think Monty Python, which is fucking great, is bad, is we can't even talk about that. Yeah. No, I didn't think we'd be able to. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk about it to anyone, honestly. No, it's not appropriate. No. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of Jamiroquai in this movie. I just feel like I need oh, to say that. <laughs> the soundtrack in this movie is so good. <laughs> it's got Jamiroquai. Who else did I hear? Well, obviously, there's some Elton John, as you'd expect. You know what's funny? Here's what I'll say. So, like, this, to go back to this Monty Python thing for just a second, the writer of this movie, who is otherwise very competent, was like, you know what's funny? Monty Python. I'll just put Monty Python in, and that'll do for my scene where it's supposed to be funny. You know what yeah. is funny? Jamiroquai. <laughs> yeah. If he had, if sl- that's that's what we would do if they brought the burn doctors in to punch up that scene, we would be like, they're gonna talk about Jamiroquai for ten minutes. It's gonna be fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That one music video where he's sliding yeah. around on the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's great. They'd all be wearing those funny fucking hats. The yeah. big fuzzy hat. <laughs> that's great. Killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, I went to go look at the soundtrack, and actually, I don't recognize a single one of these bands, except no. Dido and Amy Mann. I think that Dido song is from this. Do you think so? Yeah. I think it's from 8 Mile, or, or no, Stan, the music video for Stan. Yeah, that's what it's from. Guess what? Eminem's Stan. The Dido song had a life of its own before it was an Eminem song. The Br- Wow, listen to this. British okay. singer Dido's song, Thank You, which appeared on the soundtrack, became a hit two years later. Oh, because of Eminem. No, it came. It became a hit on its own. Okay. But a commercial for this film featuring Thank You as a background music inspired Eminem to do the song Stan. Talk about a sliding, and a sliding door moment. moment right there. Wow. Where's that movie? Where's that movie? That's Eight Mile. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, why does everybody in this movie dress like they're from The Matrix? <laughs> That's just, it was like millennium, you know? I think we were all just, like, getting into it. <laughs> they all look like they're about to, like, carry some duffel bags through a metal detector and, like, take machine guns out of it. <laughs> like, That's at all times. back then. You forget. I think you were, like, too much of, like, an indie cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I was way too cool to have a floor-length trench coat. We were all just wearing dusters back then, you know? Okay. All right, fair enough. All right. Made us feel like hackers. <laughs> I've said almost everything I need to say. We do need to review this movie. We also, I guess, do we need to do our burns or did the burn doctors kind of obviate I have a, I have a literal burn. Okay, yeah. Should we do our, should we say burn of the week? (gasps) Burn of the week. Burn of the week.
it's our burn of the week where we say our burns. I have a quick one, 10 minute, 14 second mark. Yeah. Um, they are first introduced, Monty Python and Goop. And yeah. he is bothering her because she's just been fired. She's trying to read a book on the tube. The yeah. tube. Yeah, we say tube. Thank you very much. Guess what? Get with the program. And he apologizes and says, sorry, uh, I'm not a psycho. I was just trying to be nice and gets off the train. And she runs up to catch up to him and says, um, I'm sorry. I- I'm sure you're not a nutcase or a psycho or anything. It's just that um, I'm, not, I'm not that good at, um, you know. Um, he says, constructing sentences. Yeah, that's good. Funny. Good burn. But here's my literal burn. There's a really literal burn in this. Okay. They all go out and get drunk. Yeah. Her funny friend, mm-hmm. Monty Python, and Goop. Yeah. Wait, is it? I don't remember if it's Monty Python or the other guy. Can't help you. But he says, Oh, hands up if you drank too much, eh? And Goop says, Hey, I'm not as drunk as single people I am. <laughs> That's funny. And then her friend says, Put a wick in her mouth and she'd burn for a fortnight. <laughs> That's funny too. Literal burn of the week. Yeah, literal burn of the week. And very, yeah. very witty in the moment. Yeah. And she is yeah. quite drunk. Yeah. My burn also involves her funny friend. About as drunk as Thinkle Peep she is. I'm about as drunk as Thinkle Peep I am. That's yeah. funny. It's funny. Her funny friend, who's great, does another burn. Good hair Gwyneth has just learned that the guy who's sleeping with Elton John is yeah. sleeping with Elton John. Yeah. And so good hair Gwyneth goes to funny friend's house. And yeah. funny friend is trying to cheer her up, and she finds the horoscope section. She's like, well, I'll just, like, I'll get his horoscope, and I'll do a bit with it. And yeah. so she turns to good hair Gwyneth, and she says, what is he? And good hair Gwyneth says, a wanker. Oh, Aries. <laughs> funny. That's funny. <laughs> Very funny. What's next? I was crossing the timelines, as you make me do every week. Yeah. Send me to the far future so Mm -hmm. that Arbiter Tanner can come here and dispense justice on reviews. Yeah. Um, But I was actually caught in the time stream by Jeff and Elmer. Okay, uh, yeah. Last time you sent me, and they put the handcuffs on me and put me in, like, They arrested uh, you, yeah. Time tank, they called it. Yeah, Jeff and Elmer are time cops. They just kept calling it the time tank. And I was like, okay, it just looks like a jail cell. And they're like, it's not. It's a time tank. It's a time tank. They helped me over there overnight, and then they let me off with a warning. So I'm not supposed to go into the future again this week. Okay, yes. And you're not allowed. Not allowed, yeah. Well, I won't then. I had a whole thing prepared, but I won't. (laughs) Okay. I don't want to mess with the time stream. I'm yeah. slightly worried about the ominous appearance of Jeff and Elmer because when they show up, it can be quite chaotic. Those are the, are guys who always show up in time travel movies and sometimes other movies and also, I guess, maybe sometimes sliding doors type movies. Sometimes. Well, the, yeah. I think they're really cracking down on this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> to resolve paradoxes. This movie was flawless, so it didn't have any paradoxes. Yeah, it was flawless. It didn't have any paradoxes. It's actually about two sets of twins, so we don't need them. Thank you very much. We're going to review yeah. the film. And I'll need you to do it. You do it on our account. Um, uh, Bezos. Big Baby B. We had on our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, where we talk about the TGIF shows. We have like a line of work with Bezos where he has enlisted our services to help with Amazon X-Ray, which owns IMDb and which puts all the fun facts about movies when you pause the movies and their source from IMDb. So we know Bezos well, but he also wants us to get the social network started of movie reviews on Amazon. On Amazon Prime, right? On Amazon Prime. And so you do it because you sign in with our uh, Jack and Tanner at Babysitter's Club Club account 
and we've got a few. If we got any feedback on our previous reviews, people seem to like them, right? They mark them as helpful. I think they are often uh, marked as helpful. If you can give me a sense of, so I've here's what I've done is I've done a um, search on Amazon Prime for sliding door, and you won't believe what they've given me. Uh, a sliding door, sliding barn doors that you can install inside That's of your house. That's classic. Yeah, that's very funny. Literally don't know how to find this. <laughs> Have you tried sliding doors? Rate this video. Okay, let's do All it. All right. Five stars, it's great. Five stars. Add a headline. Oh, What's God. And here's their help, helpful text. What's most important to know? Um, it's not stated whether this film is about twins. It's not stated. They never say they're not twins. What about that? They never say they're not twins. I think going into this movie, you would expect them at some point, perhaps during a smutty sex scene, to say we're not twins, and they don't. They should have at least said they weren't twins. Twins. Great. That's perfect. Maybe during a sex scene. Well, we'll put that once um, once we're in the review. Oh, okay. They never say they're not twins? Yeah, that's great. They should have at least said there weren't twins, is great. the headline. Okay. Okay, yeah. add a written review. Okay, perfect. This is great. There are plenty of intimate scenes in this film, during which it would have been appropriate and even heightened the mood had one of the characters said, we're not twins. It's not twins in the film. Intimate romantic scenes. Yeah. My computer's really having trouble um, keeping up with me. Okay, perfect. There are plenty of intimate romantic scenes in this film. During which it would have been appropriate, nay, I think nay makes us sound smart, nay even heighten the moment for one of the characters to say. And it's spelled like a horse says it? Uh, Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It would have been inappropriate, nay. Even heighten the moment. It wouldn't have been inappropriate. Fuck, I don't know. I can't go back into that sentence. It wouldn't have been inappropriate, nay, even would have heightened. Yeah, okay, yeah. And that's nay like the, a horse. <laughs> and it's nay like a horse, yeah. yeah. The moment. The moment. For one Should of we the say characters. Like sexual energy? No, I don't want to say sexual. I'm deliberately okay. avoiding that. We're trying to get this past the censors. Okay. For one of the characters to say, it's not twins. There's no twins in this. For a character to say... It's not twins. There's no twins in this. It's we're not twins. It's not twins. It's not twins. Semicolon. There's no twins in this. There's no twins in this. Yeah. Next paragraph. Okay. Do we start with a nay too? Since we've kind of established that we're a little bit horsey here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, can we just do like what a hor- horse is wicker? So we can we can do a little bit of that just throughout as we're writing. Do like some wickering and neighing. Not to wicker, but. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> what else can we say about this film that would be helpful? That's our metric, and that's people marking your review helpful is sort of like likes on Facebook. Yeah, we want to get more likes. Yeah. Please like this review. Please like this review. Not to wicker, but please like this review. And if you're not sold on that yet, let me ask you this question. Let us ask you a question. Let us ask you this question, and then we could say, nay, let us tell you this fact. And we'll do a horsey nay in there again. Nay, let us tell you this fact. Tell you this fact. Colon. Colon. This film should have been called Sliding Dolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what would be funny? 
hilarious be if we find a way to end the review with nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> um, I'll just write that down here. Yeah. <laughs> so we just need to kind of bring the subject around to that. Actually, let's not worry about that for now because I think I have a good way to okay, include good. it. Anything else we need to say about this movie? A few things to love about this movie. The soundtrack features a lot of Jamiroquai. Elton John. Jamiroquai. Elton John is a major character. And then we need to do an ascending tricola. So it would be nice. Something else. You know what I think we can say say is like this movie is for music lovers. Oh, that's great. So if we can can find one more item for the um, ascending tricola that has. That's perfect. That's musical. Okay, so we can start there. This movie is for my music computer, d- despite its best efforts, cannot help me find um, the correct spelling for Jamiroquai. Do you want me? It's to really say trying. It? It's like yeah. It's like <laughs> I know it off the top of my head. It's J A M I R O Q U A I. Wow. Okay. Is a major presence in the film. Yeah. So this movie is for mu- music lovers. Jamiroquai is a major presence in the film no 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 sorry elton john is jamiroquai heavy soundtrack elton john is a major presence in the film can i stop you for one second i hate to do this but i feel like that sentence that begins this movie is for music lovers we can start with hey but do it like h-a-y perfect hey Hey. (laughs) here's a few things music lovers will love about this movie yeah that's great the jamiroquai heavy soundtrack elton john is a major presence in the film yeah and then we need one more okay gwyneth paltrow is married to chris martin from coldplay great perfect not when this film was i will clarify though you can yeah was married to chris martin from coldplay Coldplay. and then i'll say in parentheses but no longer is and wasn't when this film was produced. And then can we say a real sliding doors moment, huh? A real sliding We could say sliding dolls if you prefer, but that might be confusing for people. A? Yeah. A? Okay. Okay, good. Let's start rounding it up here, I think. So, I think that's it. I think that's good. That's plenty. And then we could just say, love. What do we usually, how do we usually sign these off? We say, um... Sincerely, Jack Shepard and friend. Yeah, sure. If you don't have space, but I prefer if you put your name. Yeah, we're at the we're at the character okay. count. Sincerely, um, Jack Shepard. And then I'll and say uh, P.S. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> and you got me. That's great. You want to read it back to me? Yeah, there are plenty of um, okay headline. Well, yeah. first of all, five stars. Five Add stars. A headline. That's great. They never say they're not twins. They should have <laughs> at least said they weren't twins. Okay. Body copy. There are plenty of intimate romantic scenes in this scintillating film. Scintillating, yeah. And during any one of them, it wouldn't have been inappropriate, nay, even would have heightened the moment for a character to say, it's not twins. Yeah. There are no twins in this. Good. And the nay is spelled N-E-I-G-H, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Not to wicker, but please like this review. (laughs) If you're not sold, let us ask you a question. Nay, let us state this fact. This film should have been called Sliding Dolls. Hey, (laughs) Here's a few things music lovers will love about this movie. The Jamiroquai heavy soundtrack. Elton John is a major presence in the film. Gwyneth Paltrow was married to Chris Martin from Coldplay, but no longer is and wasn't when this film was produced. A real sliding doors moment, eh? Sincerely, Jack Shepard and friend. P.S. Nobody expects the Spanish (laughs) Perfect. That seems good. That seems great. Five stars. Our review is great. All right. I'll get us out of here then. Great. Let's get out of here. It's hard. Bezos makes it hard. He does the same thing in IMDb. Once he's got his claws into you, he doesn't want to let you submit your true facts to IMDb. 
Review submitted. Thank you. We're okay. processing review. It may take several days. Yeah, okay. right. Keep an eye out you've for never, it, folks. You've never let me down, Bezos. How can I go and see my old reviews? I don't know. Click on your profile. I'd be interested to know if people are finding our reviews helpful, for sure. I would love to as well, I think. I just want to know if like we're hitting the mark. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. There's no way to know. <laughs> Uh, folks, Unless you could tell me some of the old movies. If we anybody watched, knows but... how to navigate Amazon, please find what's our profile called. The I don't think they do Club that. Club. Okay, <laughs> please find our reviews and let me know if people are finding them helpful. We need that feedback in order to improve. Yeah. Um, you know what? That's a good segue. You can post it in our Facebook group, which everyone must join. We're gonna leave now. That's what's happening. Everybody join the Facebook. Everybody, please join our Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Everyone's having a nice time listening to our discussions of the TGIF shows, and we're having a nice time doing it. We'd love to welcome you in. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. Come join us. There's four shows. We like three of them, and we hate one of them, but yeah. we hate it in a way that... Um, it's funny. It's joyous. Yeah. <laughs> Come and find out. We're very grateful to everyone who has uh, supported the show by joining our Patreon and also folks who support the show at bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake. Thank you to everybody who has done that. We do love and kiss you all the time and every day. This week, we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called Sliding Doors with Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. And of course, Mm -hmm. Monty Python is in it. Oh, I found it, Jack. Oh, you found it. Do you want a quick catch up on our account? I'd love that, yeah. So I found our profile page on the social network Amazon.com, mm-hmm. um, and our impact is 91. That's and a there's lot. A little, there's a little thumb next to it uh, yeah. that is yellow, and it doesn't give okay. any kind of indication of what that means. It doesn't say what impact means or what it measures or just a thumb. whether or not 91 is good. Is the thumb attached to a hand in a way that would signal that it's pleased, or it's just a thumb? So here's, <laughs> here's the troubling thing. Yeah. Is we've had four reviews um, accepted into the social network. Yeah. I don't know how many we've done, but we've had four accepted. They're all found found to be very helpful. Um, right. In the case of our review of Cutting Edge, mm-hmm. Hotter Than a Bestie Squat, yeah. we got 36 helpful votes. That's awesome. Which I think is a lot for Amazon because yeah. it's, again, like a new. Yeah. Oh, we've also um, we've reviewed a book by Jack Shepard. Have we? Apparently what did we say? called 67 Reasons Why Cats Are Better Than Dogs. Oh, yeah. Available <laughs> on Amazon and in your local bookstore if you're lucky. We gave it five stars. It got 11 helpful upvotes. Oh, that's awesome. What Do we? Do yeah. you say something nice about it? Here's what we say. Um, five stars. Very funny. Must own if you're a cat person. Um, <laughs> reviewed in the United States on October 10th, 2014. Okay. I keep this book on my coffee table, and it delights everyone that picks it up. Really funny writing and really easy and fun to read. The cat pictures alone are really great. Jack Shepard is a national treasure. <laughs> That's really nice. <laughs> yeah. The Babysitter's Club Club said that about your Wow. That's an awesome your book. <laughs> great. Okay. Good. So well, nice good them. to know we're making a little difference in the world. 91 impact. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody share your sliding doors moments. Yeah, please do. In the Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> or sliding dolls moments. Or your sliding dolls moment. Yeah, yeah, we'll take sliding dolls moments, sliding doors moments. Uh, we do have to go. This week we watched a movie. The movie we watched was called Sliding Doors. I've already said that. I do think next week we're watching Clueless. We promised we would. And I think probably folks were excited about that. And I'll I'll give you an out on that, Tanner, which is if we don't watch Clueless, it's going to become a bit 
<laughs> I don't want to no, watch, watch Clueless. I already didn't want to watch Clueless this week, and instead we watched. It. I know, but here we are talking about it? sliding doors, and that's my sliding doors moment. And here's another sliding doors moment. We're not going to watch Clueless. It's Have my turn to it? give you three movies. That's so. Of course, un- I've seen Clueless. That's so unfair that you chose one of my movies and then we didn't watch it, and now it's your turn. I guess that's how it goes. <laughs> Just how it goes. Okay. Here's our options for this week. Yeah. We're going to go for Pillars. We're going to go for Titans. Okay, good. Please. Titans. Last time you didn't give me much. You gave me so little to choose from that I had to choose Good Luck Chuck. 2003's Love Actually. That's a great movie. I love that. Yeah. Um, Four Weddings and Funeral. Sounds like you've never seen it. That's not an option. 2001's Bridget Jones's Diaries. Woo. Okay. And... um. I don't know what year it's from, but The Notebook. Oh, God. We're going to have to do that at some point. I choose Bridget Jones. Okay. We're watching Bridget Jones's Diary next week. Everybody should look forward to that. Um, and one day we will do The Notebook. In the meantime, all that remains is for And me one day say, we'll do Clueless, or will we? Yeah. It sounds like unlikely. But I think I... <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to do some work behind the scenes. I'm aware and I know that Clueless is one of the greatest films ever made. And I will do some work behind the scenes to make sure that Tanner also realizes that and we talk about I've it. I've seen it. I like it. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Shit, I forgot to think of a thing. Let's uh, workshop it together. Um, um, I hope you... What's the setup? I hope that you find your... And then something that kind of runs with happily. There's something with like Apple as her kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about Apple P? Because it's Apple Paltrow. Even though it's probably oh, I, an Apple Martin. Probably Apple Martin. Yeah. yeah so that doesn't <laughs> totally work. See, it's harder to do than you would think. I didn't realize you were rhyming with a- happily each week, which I think is probably a, a pretty condemning indictment of, about your ability to rhyme things with. <laughs> it doesn't happily. have to rhyme with happily. It has to. It has to like fit with happily in a meaningful way. I don't know. I, this is your art. You know, it's like asking fucking Pollock to come in and paint a Piet Mondrian, <laughs> like geometrics. You know, I think that's right about who which we are. Tag yourself. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get out of here. Yeah, I hope you all have a happy life. (laughs) Yeah, me too. We're both sick. Leave us alone. We're both sick and our sons are sick. Bye. We might be childhood friends and I might drive you around the bend, but I'm sure it's crazy good to work it out in the end. I might kiss you on the lips despite your nose, but I guess that's how it goes. Turn that frown upside down. I'm recording. I need a I need a um, grid work of like scaffolding to keep me up. And I mean emotionally. That's Jack. me. I'm here for that. One, right. two, three, two. I said four. three, <laughs> Five. six, seven. You want to start over? I don't care. Be very. <laughs> <laughs>